It's Monday, July 25th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. U.S. stock futures edged higher at the start of a crucial week for global markets, with investors awaiting the Federal Reserve's latest policy decision and a handful of corporate earnings reports. Futures tied to the S&P 500 and Dow Jones Industrial Average both added 0.4%. Contracts for the tech-heavy Nasdaq 100 rose 0.5%. On Wednesday, the Fed is expected to deliver another three-quarters percentage point interest rate increase as it attempts to cool soaring inflation. Markets have swung this year as investors worry that the central bank's aggressive tightening will lead the U.S. economy into recession. Recession fears are being reflected in the inversion of the U.S. yield curve, which happens when shorter-dated yields such as for the two-year Treasury note are higher than for longer-dated debt such as the 10-year. That is seen by investors as a key recession predictor. In other news, a raging wildfire in the Sierra National Forest has become one of the biggest California blazes of the year, torching over 14,000 acres and forcing thousands of evacuations, fire officials said Sunday. More than 2,000 firefighters, along with helicopters and bulldozers, are battling the Oak Fire that erupted not far from Yosemite National Park. Efforts have been hampered by hot temperatures and dry conditions, as well as dead wood and other material on the forest floor that fuels the flames, according to spokespeople from the California Department of Forestry and Fire Protection. 6,000 people were given evacuation orders over the weekend, and nearly 3,000 structures are under threat from the wildfire. Ten structures have been destroyed and five damaged, according to Hector Vazquez, a spokesman for the department. Around the world, Russian defense officials insisted Sunday that an airstrike on the Ukrainian port of Odessa hit only military targets, but the attack tested an agreement on resuming grain shipments that the two countries signed less than a day before the assault. Long-range missiles destroyed a docked Ukrainian warship and a warehouse holding harpoon anti-ship missiles supplied by the U.S., Defense Ministry spokesman Igor Konashenkov said at a daily briefing. Speaking late Saturday in his nightly televised address, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said the attack on Odessa destroyed the very possibility of dialogue with Russia. Under the grain shipment agreement obtained by the Associated Press, both Kyiv and Moscow agreed not to target vessels and port facilities involved in the initiative, including the ports of Odessa, Chernomorsk, and Yutsny. The Ukrainian military said the attack involved four cruise missiles, two of which were shot down by Ukrainian air defenses. It was not immediately clear how the airstrike would affect plans to resume shipping Ukrainian grain by sea in safe corridors out of the ports. Back in the U.S., after weeks of uncertainty, the Senate is set to vote today to advance a far-reaching $280 billion package of subsidies and research funding to shore up U.S. competitiveness and advanced technology. The bill had all but collapsed earlier this month amid partisan bickering, then came together in a matter of days. It is expected to move ahead in the Senate in a procedural vote, setting up final passage on Tuesday or Wednesday. The bill restores many but not all of the main provisions of competitiveness legislation passed over the past year by the Senate and the House. The bill creates a comprehensive response to China's growing technology dominance, which poses a massive threat to our national security, said Senator Roger Wicker, one of the main GOP backers. House leaders are optimistic they will be able to piece together their own bipartisan coalition to give final approval to the legislation and send it to President Biden before the August congressional recess. And 
Jonas Vingegaard blossomed from a talented rookie to a dominant leader in his own right over three weeks of epic racing to win his first Tour de France title on Sunday. The former fish factory worker from Denmark dethroned defending champion Tadej Pogacar with memorable performances in the mountains in cycling's biggest race. The 25-year-old Vingegaard, who was runner-up to Pogacar in his first tour last year, excelled in the scorching heat that enveloped France this month and came out on top in a thrilling duel with Pogacar, the big favorite at the start of the race. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.